Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. We gotta love this time of year, right? Yeah. My kids are home. Some of you have kids are home. My daughter leaned over to me, uh, youth praise team. My daughter leaned over to me and said, Wow, Dad, your youth praise team is popping off. I assume. I assume that's a good thing. So. Uh, being old, I don't know. I just, it sounded good, so there we go. All right. So, uh, isn't that awesome? Isn't it awesome that we can use our talents to glorify God? And that's what, those, that's what our youth team was doing. Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we love you. Jesus, we are so grateful for your sacrifice for us. And Holy Spirit, we I wanna beg you to be here with us today. We ask that you would be in us. I ask that you be in me so that I wouldn't speak my words, but I'd say what you want me to say. I pray that you would be in all the people who are here participating, that they would hear the message that you have for them, and that you would open their ears for that. We pray in your name, amen. So I did mention it's uh, that time of year, right? So I said Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving. So you're not gonna be surprised when I tell you that I need you to get out a piece of paper or, a, or a, an electronic device that you can, can write some notes on because you know it's, it's a list-making time, right? All right? It's Thanksgiving, so we make lists, right? What's the list I'm gonna have you make? Oh, things you're grateful for. No. We're still getting to know each other. Next year, you won't be fooled by that. You gotta keep in mind, I'm the guy that got thrown out of theology program because I was anti-authoritarian, so you can always count on me going in a different direction. Yeah, exactly. That may be a little overly dramatic, but... (laughs) But then we're getting to know each other, so there you go. All right. So no, I do really seriously want you to take out something that you can write on. I don't care if it's a phone, I don't care if it's a device, but I do need you to take out something that you can make a list on. Um, Piece of paper whatever, take it out because you're gonna be really bored for about two minutes if you don't have it. Um, So so I don't want you to be bored. But I told you I'm gonna have you make a list. So it's Thanksgiving, this is the list I want you to make. I want you to write down 10 horrible things that have happened to you this year. 10 horrible, I'm not talking about minor things. Like I'm talking about like when your youth pastor and her husband mock your chili without ever having really tasted it. Uh, Some of you weren't here early, so you don't know what I'm talking about. You just have to go back and review the footage from earlier. That's all I have to say about that. But uh, all I have to say to Carla and Daniel is noted. Noted. I I gotcha. All right. No, but I'm serious. I really want you to write down 10 things. And I'm having you do 10 because I want you to really have to think about this. I don't want like two or three things that come to top you. I want you to really think, you know, 
your favorite restaurant messed up your order, and you know, whatever. Um, but maybe it's actually a little bit more serious than that. Maybe it's um, somebody that you really care about that's passed away this year. Maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe you lost somebody that you really, really care about. So for the next two minutes, I want you to really think through and write down the 10 most horrible things that have happened to you. If you don't mind, I've got these boots. I do not like wearing cowboy boots, so I'm gonna sit down while you guys. It's not on my top 10 list, but it's not one of my favorites. So I'm just gonna sit down. You have, uh, you have about a minute and 45 left. I know some of you are like, this is not the church service I was planning on coming to. I would not have woken up. It's all right. Got one more minute left. 60 seconds. If you're not crying, you're not trying. Thirty seconds left. Ten seconds. I know you better get ten down because I'm not finishing this sermon until everybody has ten written down, so. If you didn't get quite to 10, that's all right. I'll let you do it later. So, like I said, I know a few of you are like, this is not why I showed up to whole life today. I know that this is Thanksgiving. I was really looking forward to a sermon where we talked about our blessings and where we talked about all that good, good uh, Thanksgiving stuff. And, uh, and so, <laughs> my clicker's not working, so there we go. Anyway, um, So you're thinking, why, why would Ken do this to me? Why would, on a week where we're gonna be talking about thankfulness, why would, he, why would he go there? Well, it's because when we look at this scripture, it's probably for me one of the hardest scriptures in the Bible to put into practice. There's a lot of hard ones to put into practice in the Bible. This for me is, is a really difficult one. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You do catch what it's saying, right? You're following with me? Be thankful in all circumstances. So those 10 circumstances that you wrote down would be included in the all. And some of you right now are getting angry 
And that's okay. It's okay. Because you said, you don't know what I wrote down. There's no way to be thankful for that. And if you're gonna sit here and tell me that, you have ruined my Sabbath and possibly my whole day and possibly my week. Because those are some pretty traumatic things that I wrote down. But what do we do with this text at Thanksgiving time? I find that we tend to take a... Um, well, you know when you go to college, right? There's, there's like the 101 classes, right? Then your sophomore year, there's the, the 200 level classes, 300 junior, 400 senior. And then when you get into like advanced, into master's degree and doctorate, you know, you get in five, seven, 800 level classes. A lot of us come to this text with a 100 level mentality. And today I wanna challenge you a little bit to come at it one level more than wherever you came in at. I'm not asking you to level up to 800 level, but I am asking you wherever you're at, I wanna ask you if you'd be willing to think about leveling up in your spiritual walk a little bit. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So just to be a little bit vulnerable with you, some of you can probably guess one, one of the things that made my top 10 was this. Um, that's my dad. And uh, uh, in August, um, he wasn't feeling well and went into the emergency room and they just looked him over pretty quickly and they thought, well, you know, he had been lifting some heavy stuff. They were moving and they thought, well, it's just some joint pain, some stuff like that. And so they sent him home with some, you know, painkillers and uh, the week went by and he got worse and worse until uh, he, he didn't know where he was and what it was and we took him back in. My mom took him back in and they realized at that point that he had severe sepsis. Um, in fact, they told us if we'd waited another day, he probably would have died. Um, the surgeon said that the case was not the worst case he'd ever seen, but it made his top worst cases that he'd seen. And... Um, uh, I have, uh, I love my dad a lot. Uh, I feel very close to him. Um, I've admired him my entire life. And uh, this was a really difficult experience for me. Um, really difficult experience. And dad went through the surgeries, he was eventually released to rehab. He went through rehab for a couple weeks, went home and a week later he was back at the hospital having to have another surgery because things had gotten bad again. Um, so he has had two more surgeries, he's been through rehab again, and now he's at home. And he's, um, he's finished up his round of antibiotics and, and it looks like different than the, the last time, so it looks like he's getting better. Looks like he's getting better. So my story does have a happy ending. And so that's the, it's easy for me to say, well, that's what I'm grateful for today. That's what I'm grateful for. I'm, I'm grateful that there is a happy ending for this at this point. But Jesus challenges me to go a little bit deeper. 
In Luke 22, 17, I want you to really think about this. I've always read this verses a little bit differently, and, I, and, and a couple years ago, I read them, and I saw something different. Maybe you saw it, and this is no revelation to you. That's okay. But let me, let me read this to you. Jesus is talking about the Last Supper, and it says, Jesus took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves. And in other gospels, it says, this is my blood that was that shed for you. And then uh, twenty-two nineteen says, and then he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples and said, uh, this is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. So for many years when I read these verses, I read that Jesus gave thanks kind of as the way that I give a blessing on the food before I eat, right? It's like, dear Jesus, thank you for the food that you've given me, blah, 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 grateful, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of how I always read that, that Jesus was kind of giving thanks before they ate, just kind of blessing the food. But I really want you to look at this and, and read what it says. Jesus doesn't pray this prayer once. He doesn't do one blessing over the food. He actually blesses the wine and he then blesses the bread, but he doesn't bless it. What does it say? He gave thanks. I want you to really, what does that wine represent? And what does that bread represent? His body that was broken. Are you following me? Jesus gave thanks for the suffering that he was about to go through. Think about that. Jesus gave thanks that he was about to shed blood. Jesus gave thanks that his body was about to be broken. So when I read those verses, it makes me feel a little bit better when I read the previous verse that said, in all things give thanks, because God is not asking me to do something that God did not do. Jesus gave thanks in all circumstances. He knew what he was about to go through. He knew what it was going to mean. And yet, even before it happened, he gave thanks. He thanked God for his broken body and for the blood that he was about to, to spill on our behalf. You know, as I think a little bit more deeply about the situation with my dad. I am not grateful that my dad got sepsis. I wish he hadn't, because I know how much pain it caused my dad. But what I am grateful for was the time I had with my dad. There are some conversations that need to be had that we had. There was a, um, a deep sense of honor in being able to help take care of my dad a little bit. And I didn't do it nearly as much as my brother or my mother, but just being able to be there for a couple days and, and help and be a part of things, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for that time with my dad. I'm really thankful for the healthcare professionals that took care of my dad. I can't tell you how many wonderful nurses that we had. Um, most of my time in the hospital was at Advent Health Hendersonville. 
And there were just nurses up there that just went above and beyond to make sure that not just my dad was taken care of, but our family was taken care of. And I know how much nurses and healthcare professionals are going through right now. It's, it's a difficult place. There's shortages, they're working long hours, they're working more shifts. And yet they took the time to make my family feel loved and cared about, to care about my dad. I'm really grateful for them, really, really grateful for the medical care that my dad received. I know that my dad wouldn't be alive without it. I'm really grateful for friends in this church that when I freaked out at one point about what was happening to my dad and I felt scared for him and I wasn't sure about the treatment that he was getting, that I did something I don't like doing, I called in, called in a friend, called in a favor. Hey, can you help me? Can you give me some advice? Can you help me know what to do? Is my dad getting the right treatment? Is this the right direction? And those people not only helped me, they went above and beyond. They called up their friends and put me in touch with other experts on the things that my dad was going through and gave me the reassurance that I needed in those moments. I, there was one of the doctors I have never met that a month later texted me just to make, say, hey, how is your dad doing now? It's incredible. I'm grateful for how my, my family has come around me when I was hurting, my, my wife, my kids, my, the pastoral team. They said, get out of here, go do what you need to do. I'm grateful for those things. I don't think that you have to be grateful for what happens, but I think you can find gratitude in the moment in the things that come through that. And so what I wanna do is I wanna give you two minutes Again, I want you to get your list out. I want you to pick whatever you feel comfortable picking on that list. Not more than two things, but one or two things. That maybe, maybe the most painful thing on that list is not the one you want to be doing this, this little exercise with, and that's okay. Maybe you need to pick something a little easier on the list. But I'd like you to pick one or two things on your list of, of the most horrible things that happened to you this year. And I would like you to go through and ask yourself, where could I find gratitude in that experience? What could I be grateful for in that experience? And, and again, I, I wanna say this, there's some things that you've gone through that this is not the time, you're, it's too painful, it's too hard. And Jesus understands that. But what I would like you to do is to look at whatever you can look at, pick that one or two, and see how many things you can find out of that experience that you're grateful for. And so I'm gonna go ahead and give you two minutes and tell you to go.
30 seconds left. The science between, behind gratitude is pretty unequivocal. If you want to look up the research on this topic, it's pretty incredible. Probably one of the best distillations of that research is found in an article that's found on positivepsychology.com um, that talks about the 28 benefits of gratitude. Um, I don't have time to go through all 28 of them with you, so you can just Google that, positive psychology. 28 benefits of gratitude and read it for yourself. But what it will tell you is that it has benefits for your health, your physical health. You literally will be a more healthy person the more grateful that you can be. It has benefits for your emotional and mental health. You'll be psychologically more fit the more you can exercise that gratitude muscle. And spiritually, spiritually, you will be more healthy as you can exercise what we just did, which is finding reasons to be grateful in the midst of pain and hurt. Let's talk about some of the things some of you had on your list that you weren't able to say anything that you're grateful for. I believe the 800 level of gratitude is being able to look at those things and giving thanks to God anyway, not because you know how God will bring beauty from ashes, but simply because you trust God and you know that he loves you. This Thanksgiving, I want to challenge you. I know this sermon maybe was a little bit of a bummer on a week that you're hopefully wanting to kind of come in and be ramped up. But you know what? I know we're line dancing later on this evening, so it will all work itself out, okay? We'll just delete that, all right? Okay, anyway, no. I know we're going to have a good time, but I really wanted, I really wanted today to encourage you to level up this Thanksgiving, don't just think about the easy answers for what you're grateful for, but take some of those difficult experiences and, and find reasons to be grateful there too. Not because you wouldn't not have that happen again, but because God has a way of bringing beauty from ashes. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. To me, this is such an important verse because there are two aspects. They all work together for those who love God and who are willing to let God do his will in their life. Those are, they, you need both, not just one. And I've come to realize the longer I've gone in my walk that everything working together for good doesn't mean that everything works together for my good. But what it means is that everything works together for the good of God's kingdom. 
And some of the times that I have, I have struggled the most is when I can't see what that good is, is in my life. And I've come to the realization that there are times that maybe it's my suffering and my hurt and my pain that allows someone else to experience Jesus. And because I love Jesus and because I care about his kingdom, if that's what it takes, I want to get my heart to a place where I can accept that. I'm not here saying I am at that place. I say I want my heart to be at that place. So family, this Thanksgiving, I challenge you. Arise to a new level of thanksgiving. I am lucky to just be here on the stage with these kids. So thank you so much. Very cool. Um, It was also great to see Carla and Daniel earlier back. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just have to prove them wrong. Uh, But uh, uh, speaking of barn party later today, uh, if you have parked anywhere, if you crossed over one of those barriers that said, this road is blocked, (laughs) you just just win anyway. Please move your car. And we're actually asking, otherwise you're going to get to practice that hard gratitude that we were talking about, right? Because the reason we blocked off the roads is we have some vendors coming through with some rather large trucks. You follow me? They're, they're coming in. And if your car is there, we'll, we'll have a monster mash tonight as well. Yeah. So... Destruction Derby uh, yeah, so, uh, happens at 9 p.m. Yeah. Uh, so, well, or earlier, actually. Or earlier, yeah. perhaps. So, um, uh, so, yeah, do move your cars if they, are, uh, if they are anywhere where the barriers have been trying to prevent you from being. Now, we did allow some parking for people uh, who needed some accessibility issues, and that's you're absolutely fine if that's, if that's you. But uh, otherwise... And we are, in fact, also talking about King and Dade Street, because uh, that's where the road was blocked. Apparently, there were some people that were parked there, but maybe they're in the apartments. But just be careful with your car. Yep. Um, all right. Well, now is the time of response of where I get to present your questions to Pastor Ken. Uh, there's still time. If you hop on our website at wholelife.church slash live, just post a question in the chat. You can even post it anonymously. This is kind of that feeling of when you want to talk to the pastor right after the sermon, and maybe you're shy, or maybe you're online, uh, and this is your only opportunity to send in your question, and we just want to give you that opportunity. Uh, And so let's hop right into a question here. Uh, Comes from an anonymous one. Um, How do you, how can you not be bitter in the middle of awfulness and pain? I know to be grateful, but sometimes that's just too hard. Yeah. That's a long conversation. And I'm not, I'm, not being, I'm not really trying to be funny about that either. It's, that's a, it's a hard one. In the middle of it, I think sometimes it's really difficult not to be bitter. Um, and I think that sometimes um, as Christians, we really like to fo- focus on the positive emotions, right? We like to say, you know, happiness, joy, those things. And yet God gave us a full range of emotions for a reason, um, the problem becomes when we focus on the negative and never move past to looking for something else um, and looking for, for Jesus to fulfill the hurt um, and, and do that. And, and, and by the way, I also know that there are those of you who have felt hurt and bitterness and pain and you have asked Jesus and you're not really seeing him move very quickly. Um, and what I would tell you in that particular case is just remember that sometimes it feels like Jesus is late, but he never is. And, and he will come through at the right time for you. 
In the meantime, trust him. And that's the best I can give you. So um, if you feel bitter when you've been treated badly, when you've been, when that sort of thing has happened, just recognize it for what it is and put the label on it. I'm bitter, I'm angry, and then turn it over to Jesus. First step is in seeing where the problem area is, being able to just, yeah, say, what admitting, can I do to tackle that? Admitting it, you know, just saying, I feel rage, I feel bitterness, I want to get even, I want to hurt someone else for the hurt they've caused me. Just being able to label it and say it is, is really the first, one of the first stages towards emotional healing. Um, and then again, if, if it's a big thing, um, I'm just a huge fan of, of counseling. I'll just, I, I am just, there is no shame. If you have a toothache, you go see a dentist. If you've got cancer, you see somebody knows how to, a doctor. And if you've got major pain in your life, f- finding a trained mental health professional is, is just makes sense. For sure. Um, we, have, we are almost out of time, so let me ask just one more question. Please feel free to still submit questions. They go to our podcast called This Is Whole Life, available everywhere that podcasts are heard. This is another anonymous one, hopefully a short answer because we're about out of time, but is it, maybe, um, but uh, is it possible to be thankful without feeling blessed? Like the blessing never comes um, after, the, after the, uh, the down. Is it possible and- if be thankful without feeling blessed. Wow. Can I think about that and talk about it in the podcast? I, I think so. We are exactly out of time. All right. so, well, there we go. There's the tease for yeah, our that's, podcast. That's Make really, sure you wanna, check it out. Yeah, I have a gut feeling on it, but I'm not sure my gut might be wrong. So I'll Ooh, think about it. Well, I'm intrigued. Talk so, about it more in the podcast. Thank you all for your questions. Um, and I appreciate it, Ken. Thank you, Stanley. Did you guys hear something about a barn party tonight? Yeah? This is my first one. I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. So uh, I hope to see you all here. Four to nine o'clock. Just lots of really great stuff happening. Um, (laughs) Lots of great stuff happening. So just uh, be out here and we'll look forward to seeing you there. I want to remind you that um, you are not only... Um, welcome to invite a friend or a colleague or someone you know, but you are encouraged to do that. I was buying supplies at a uh, store and the person checking me out said, what are you doing with all that stuff? And I said, well, we're having this party at my church and I explained it and they're like, well, what was the address? So let's pray that they're there. They said they were gonna come, so I hope they will. And so just feel free to call, text, or whatever you need to do to invite your friends to come out. We have lots of hot dogs. You brought lots of chili, right? So we should have lots of chili, lots of cookies. So we'll be good. We'll have a great time. If not, pray for the feeding of the 5,000, right? So so we'll figure it out. All right. Let's, um, Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we love you. We want to love you better. Help us love our world. We pray in your name. Amen. Next week, we begin our Christmas season. I'm excited. We're doing a series called Arise to Christmas, and we're taking a look at characters who were given an opportunity to arise. So next week, we're talking about Elizabeth and Zachariah, but we're also talking about some, you know, not so good characters like Herod. He had an opportunity to arise. He didn't use it quite right. The innkeeper. So I think it's going to be a really fun series. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, see you this evening. I love you. Go love your world. All right. Hi, this is Randy McGray. 
podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.